The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Hi there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you drainless today. Drainless, yeah. Episode 366, I had the drain taken out. So I look normal. I mean, as normal as I get, right? Uh, this morning I had uh, the the end of the, 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 the surgery and uh, I had uh, the final, well, the scar is still a remnant, I guess, but the drain that was sticking out of it with the uh, felt like there were metal wires connecting the drain. And when he, I don't even go through the detail of it, but it was a culmination of it. This is what I was looking for, just getting the drain. And I know I have a little more healing to do before I can go and lift weight and do stuff like that to go to work. But uh, I got up early this morning, couldn't really sleep. I was excited about it, just having. It's done. You know, who, who wants to look like, um, and if it happened around Thanksgiving, uh, Halloween, I could have won as Frankenstein or something like that. But the scar was in the wrong area on the side. And uh, today, uh, South Florida, driving from the Keys, is normally an un, like, uneventful. When it comes to search, um, come, when it comes, I'm here, I'm stuck on searching. When it comes to driving north in a non- busy season, you know, especially a week after New Year's Eve, uh, easy traffic going up there and stuff like that. I put the address for the doctor's office, followed everything, tended to get up there 25 minutes early, and I did get to the destination pointed to me by the MapQuest or Google, Google Maps, and what it was a uh, shopping center. It was in between the Planet Fitness and uh, uh, formerly, I guess it was Dick's Sporting Goods. I felt like a dick going to a place and I'm going, oh, I know there isn't, you know, I know when I'm getting closer, I'm at the wrong place. So it's I'm one of the first appointments. Remember, I, I complain when it comes to the doctor's office. I, like, I don't like midday appointments. Too many people, too many schedules going later and later and later so I got one of the early ones nine o'clock and I'm calling the doctor's office and the doctor's office wasn't you know really open yet when I was calling to try to get the right address and it turned out they said just look for the hospital and uh, it was on the other side of the turnpike the uh, Florida turnpike so it was about two two miles away I was, it's weird how it puts it there. I, I, you know, I follow it blindly when I don't know where I'm going. And I noticed the streets weren't even lining up. So, uh, yeah, I, I panicked because I wanted to get the train out. 
that was my big thing. I started thinking, please just let me get there. And I'm, I'm racing around going, I'm looking for the building, the name of the building now. Luckily, I'm not in Miami. I'm in Homestead. So there's not a lot of, uh, tons of buildings near the Baptist Hospital. And I don't blame anybody in particular. It's just the, the nuances of technology. Just like the problem I have with my audio for uh, my updated driver on uh, Windows, the updated uh, Windows thing I did where I lost the audio. I still still working on that. I'm working on the Chrome. So I ended up getting to the office right at nine o'clock and I had to apologize. I'm not a right on time person. I'm usually 10 minutes of, you know, I'm 10 minutes of. That was the thing. You're either 10 minutes early or you're late. Showing up right on time. Um, it's good, for, I mean, for appointments. Obviously, if you're going to have, if you're managing a heist or some kind of mercenary attack, uh, ambush, you have to be dead on, you know, synchronized. But when it comes to timing, so my appointment was pretty much two hours ago. It's five after 11. And uh, I, I, I was wor- I finally got in at nine o'clock and I sat down. I needed to use the bathroom, but they had a couple papers for me to fill out. I said, you know what? Let me fill these papers out and I run down to the bathroom. And <clears throat> everything was eventually taken care of. I got to see the doctor. Doctor, now I can talk to the doctor. I asked the doctor if I could mention the doctor, Dr. Shell. He was excellent. He's an ENT down here in uh, South Florida. He did a great job. Um, my, uh, you know, he did gave me all the disclaimers about uh, I could have got facial paralysis, lose um, the sense of taste, have a problem with my salivary glands and all that. Right now, I am still have the remnants of numbness, but that's typical for this operation. And I'm uh, imagining a lot of the, the feelings going to be coming back in that area. And uh, when he did take, he, he mentioned this is going to be a little pinch for pulling the drain out. And I didn't want to see how far it was in. Because who wants to see something like that? Well, I heard, but I heard it. I didn't look at it. I didn't do the side glance. But I heard it just go out. And that grossed me out. I was so hungry up to that point. I'm thinking I'm going to be able to eat like normal people, be able to go out. And after I heard that sound, I thought, oh, I'm going to have a couple more hours of not necessarily wanting to eat. But right now I can walk around with nothing. I got me, you know, they they glued this car together. There's a couple remnants of the thing there. And, um, you know, there's a, I got a small bandage over the hole where the drain was. I'm, I'm. I mean, all I'm doing is waiting for a heal now. I got another six days in front of me to do that. Uh, So, everything's good. And uh, I'm going to see if I can be able to, uh, actually in the next week, be able to, you know, when you end up having a little more time and you you need to do something, I wanted to be uh, productive. You know, because I can't do anything around the house right now. I can't, that involves lifting. I could do handy, some handy things, I think. Um, they say no lifting. I got a big grill to put together. But as long as I'm not picking up a section that's more than 20 pounds, probably can, you know, I could probably do that. I'm going to see if I can get, get that together. Um, but the main thing is thinking about the podcast. What am I going to do? 
I've been looking for sponsors. Um, right now, I got a couple other things I need to take care of. I need to get the eyesight checked out. Got some funky thing going on with the left eye. And this isn't a medical. <laughs> this is turning out, I guess, the last couple of months, it's been like a fucking medical uh, show. Well, that's over. My other stuff, that stuff is done. I had that. I have another appointment on February 9th. That's, that part's over. They gave me the pathology report. Um, everything's in benign. They said they cleared it of all, you know, the, the tissue that was there. It was the size of a walnut. So I'm done talking about that now. There's no, nothing preventing me from creating a better show and to move on with my goals for 2021. And my goal for 2021 is eventually, I guess I'm going to have to get uh, vaccinated because I want to start doing it. I don't think I'd be responsible for me to go, since I'm a bartender, to go someplace and start interviewing people. Because when you interview people um, or whatever, whatever I'm doing now, when I'm meeting someone nowadays, there's a limited liability comes to when you're just meeting someone. Because there's a possibility, and this is in my head, that I could be asymptomatic at any time just because I don't have symptoms. I got to, at this point, I'm just worried about spreading because of where my job is. I'm a bartender and it's a high risk job for becoming infected. I'm not saying a high risk job for, you know, it's just you become, you come into a lot of contact with people, even with the mask and the hands and the sanitizing and stuff like that. And there's a couple of the, um, things and it's you know a couple of the um, variations of the virus so i'm just thinking in my head what's a responsible thing to do right i'm gonna eventually uh you know we're gonna get on to the other side and might as well start thinking about the conversion process of moving the show from one where we did it remotely from someone's tiki bar or from my house to a place such as the Catch restaurant, maybe the Blackwater Siren again, and other places. We're going to see, uh, I, w- I want to actually get into the, we're going to try to figure out, and this is a thing i got to get a sponsor for, so I can get the sound set up, so I can do, uh, you know, get some entertainment going for the show. Make it more like a, a talk show. Which it is. It's essentially, it's a talk show because I'm talking. Almost every show is a talk show, but I'm not doing research. It's not true crime. Um, it's basically like that's what you wanted the Keys Bartender show to be. Just a thing where you're fucking around, talking about almost anything that you would at a bar. And we're at the Keys Bar where people come from all over the world. Just like any other. I'm sure there's New York Bartender and Manhattan Bartender. There's all those things. But this is the Keys Bartender. So I take it from my perspective. I'm a Keys Bartender. This is what we're going to talk about. And we're going to start talking about liquor. I've been uh, One of the big topics coming in probably 2021 is, Hey Jim, Keys Bartender Show. You'd be a perfect fit to have a liquor, you know, liquor company or brewery or something to be in there. And, you, you know, you can represent. You could do it inside, but you won't be able to suggest something from taste. And I said, well, I can suggest uh, what people find, what people really like. And I have some ideas for these things. I just don't want to start saying things. And I've been really good about that, not saying things. I don't want to screw, screw the pooch when it comes to future sponsors. 
I've been reaching out to some people. I figure we can do hand in hand, do some promotions here and there and stuff like that. I mean, the doctor, Dr. Shu, Shell, Dr. Shell. God, I screwed that up. I'm sorry, Dr. Shell. Dr. Shell, who did the surgery, I asked him, I said, hey, listen, you mind if I mention you, you know, on the podcast? And I mentioned his crew. The guy didn't tell me, really tell me his name, the guy from the OR. They said they were listening to the, they were listening to the podcast during the surgery. Oh, I forgot to say that. They were listening to the podcast through the surgery. I hope, I'm glad I didn't say any shit during the surgery. Because he could have put, uh, and you know, I'm not saying he would do something like that or any doctor would do something. They could have done something funny at that time, you know. They could put, you know, they could put googly eyes on my nutsack and pretend my penis is a nose. Not that this should be down there because the operation was taking place uh, pretty much above the neck. I mean, at the top of the neck. So there shouldn't have been any operation to mess around down there. And if you did, uh, I mean, imagine you didn't take any pictures or anything. They took pictures of the wound, probably. But uh, I, I never, I, you know, if I had my druthers, but they gave me that anesthesia cocktail, I, I don't know why I mentioned when I went in that I have a podcast. Because someone took their smartphone and they put it on and they started listening to it. And heard me say some, you know, weird stuff. And they said, oh, I hope you don't shit talk us when you're done. Well, I told them, I said, listen, I'm not going to. Even after, I was going to wait till after everything's done. And I can give you a unencumbered review. And my review was, for someone who doesn't go and spend a lot of time in a medical um, environment. I don't, you know, get checked out all the time, which I should get checked out more. I realize that. That um, my experience was not horrible. And it accomplished, obviously, my, it was probably great because it accomplished what I needed to do. Eventually, when things came in, it, it came in, came out, uh, the, the doctor looked... Uh, competent. The staff looked competent. Everyone was friendly. There was, there was a little nervousness when it was coming to time because I had this thing. But uh, I have to say, Dr. Shaw and company, you did a great job. And I appreciate that. And now I'm able to move on with the next phase. And like I said, I became a liar again because I said I'm not going to talk about it anymore. But I'm really not talking about surgery, am I? Just talking about things you got to take care of. Because 2021, it's all about doing things now. We've got to work around and stuff like that. You know, we have the we have COVID, and we have you know increased infections and uh, rates of infection, and we got variants coming in from United Kingdom and South Africa, and we got the vaccination coming up. And there's got to be, you know, it's a little a lot slower than they expected it to be. You know, there were promises made that there were going to be 20 million vaccinations done by the end of the year, this past year. This past year, not, you know, which hopefully we have like most of all the vaccinations done by this year. And I hate to break it to people that are traveling right now with the vaccination coming around. There's probably going to be a decision, if you think about it, when the airline, 
there's going to be, uh, especially with different countries and things like that, especially with the United States, there, there's going to be a lot of countries that are going to be demanding uh, vaccination records for people that are traveling. So you may not be going anywhere. You can go to a place like Mexico, maybe, and I apologize, Mexico, but you seem to be the place, one of the places where Americans are going where they don't want restrictions, you know? There's a lot of people uh, out there that are having problems. There's a big mask, anti-mask movement going on. Um, They say it doesn't protect. You know, the rest of the world seems to think it works. And for some reason, someone's using the mask thing. They think the mask thing is part of a bigger conspiracy. The mask is not a conspiracy. It's not like the mark of the devil. They're putting a number on you and stuff like that. Now, people may say that vaccination, there's probably going to be some some interesting new uh, theories. Borderline theories. You know, crackpot theories going on out there. So... That'll be interesting in 2021, but you want to get things done. I understand that. Being able to wear a mask, I don't know. I don't really like podcasting with a mask because of my inability to be clear sometimes. When you're someone who had a fucking speech impediment, you dealt with when you were young. And you still have it. You know, there's always, I'm talking about myself. You're reluctant. I realize that any barrier I put between me and getting my message across, that's that's why this online thing, when, you know, I was able to do remote through Skype, interview people, bring groups of people together, it was great. Continue the show. It's not exactly the show I wanted to do because I wanted to do a show that was more dynamic. I mean, there's people in there. I bring them in. Uh, you hear the, I want to be able to hear some of the noise in the background, hear some people yelling. That'd be great. Um, it sucks when you're you're interrupted, but that's life, right? And I think the Keys Bartender Show will probably work out best that way. That's my intention for 2021. My intention is to get a, get vaccinated, be able to go places, still within whatever rules they have. If I have to do it with a mask, I'm going to do it with a mask. Maybe I can. I mean, I don't know if I put the mask over my microphone, headset mic, or underneath, or because if I use a headset mic, I can just do that. I think um, we'll have to consider that, but I I know I'm probably going to do in the next week or so, maybe this week, I may do a podcast, just a solo one, from the Catch restaurant, and... uh, I'll do it from uh, on one like on a on a Wednesday or or Tuesday or Thursday. Who knows? Today's Tuesday, so if I don't do it this week, uh, maybe Thursday. Who knows? And I promise that I do one with my neighbor Steve, but I still have to move the ball with with sponsorship, and I don't necessarily how to do it. And if I'm going to if I'm going to talk to a sponsor, do I need to have all my ducks in a row? Am I going to say, hey, listen, this is what I'm looking for a sponsor. You can pay this. So this is normally what we do. So dealing with a big corporation, I usually have to have to go, probably have to go through an agency. So I have to get, figure that out. But doing something small, 
maybe something local since we are the Keys bartender. Maybe I'll approach businesses down here and some resorts. I think it might be nice. I, I it might be nice going to maybe the only uninclusive resort. Um, I know for notoriety's sake, the Lovers Boutique would be like an excellent location because I do have, I do want to do a little bit there, and set up a table and have a uh, little setup that says what's in your bag, and hopefully, if there's enough people there, maybe I'll push it beforehand. If there's enough people there, I can get someone who may want to get on the show. Uh, you know, and it's not something I'm, I'm not going to go and stick a mic in their face. And once again, it's a podcast. I'm not, I don't have to have a visual. We won't have a visual thing on there. We could have a visual thing. I may do that. Uh, but that may not make, you know, that may make uh, the people uncomfortable that, uh, could get on there. I know this is how the wheels are turning and stuff like that. And also we want to make another trip down to Key West. Yep. Key West is still in play. What are we going to do? Well, probably going to reestablish some of the ties we have. Probably talk to um, the people down there that we have. Maybe talk to the mayor. That's another one I want to interview with, uh, you know, how things went on. I could have talked to the mayor right now. But without my sound system work on my laptop. There's no way to incorporate that in the show. I might have to do something different. I may have to migrate because every time I talk to my the provider here, Spreaker, the one that manages the um, put out my show here, they don't manage my show. They just I record it, it goes on their platform, and then goes out. But they don't understand the difficulty I'm having getting the microphone working. And getting the sound in, which is uh, is something I have to deal with. So, like I said, fucking technology. Technology worked great for me for the medical thing. And uh, also, I'm going to be probably making a, a purchase of a vehicle. And I'm going to see how that's going to work out. Because the one I'm driving right now is not going to make too many trips down to Key West. And I'm one to drive... I'm one to drive a vehicle into the ground. I'll let it go and take it all the way in. I, I I don't leave a lot left in it. Even though the car looks good on the outside, it's probably not going to fetch that much in trade. So I've, I'm prepared for that. So we'll see what happens with that. That's going to be an interesting thing for 2021. So we got the goals with the show. We got the car. We got physical fitness. I got to get there. You know, I got to take care of the body. So I'm going to go, I lost some weight here, but I think I got a little soft, soft in the middle, but also I don't have that big belly. So I could probably drop another, I could probably get under that, my, uh, 220. I can get back to the weight near the weight I get, got into when I, uh, traveled first to the Keys and, uh, let's see what I can do from there. I probably have to change not drastically, but somewhat. What I've been, I do a lot of carbs and protein now since I'm, hey man, I'm a, just a year or two, two years, this all I guess, two years away from 60. But 
I'm not kidding myself. I don't, I'm not going to look like I'm 30 years old or something like that. But I want to be a well, very well taken care of or someone that takes care of themselves. 60-year-old. That's my vanity. That's why the guy, someone, the doctor say, oh, you might have a scar. And he was talking, being tentative. Like, listen, I'm not Brad Pitt or George Clooney. I'm not worried about the close-up or anything like that. I was I was never perfect. Look, I did I did have a certain amount of ego about the way I looked. I know that. Who I mean, so you should as you know, you should have some pride in your appearance. But I, I'm not overly proud of my appearance. So, and since I got older, I think I got more reasonable about it. And since I had a medical procedure, for anybody said, "Oh, what happened there?" And so I had a tumor, and luckily they were able to take it out eventually. And this is the remnants of it. And I'm not, you know, because I had bad acne when I was a kid. So, I mean, you end up looking like you're going to look, look like, you know, when you're whatever. And you deal with it. Some people are dealt really good hands. Some people are dealt more challenging hands. I was probably fortunate. I was probably fortunate then. I'm not going to be too egocentric about it. But I was, I was, I was more... I think it was more blessed, but I wasn't perfect. And I accepted that. It would suck being perfect. I mean, I see people when you they walk. You ever, you ever see those people? They're walking around. You look like, oh my God, what are you, a fucking elf? They got flawless skin. You know, pro, you know perfect uh, physique. And it's a man or a woman. You're looking at people, but I mean, I may, for, I may be more attentive to a woman. I try not to be overly, I guess, attentive when you see someone like that. But some people are so good looking and startling, right? And I can see how some of it is a uh, could be a, an obstacle for them to talk to people. I never had that. You know, I, I I mean, I've had some girls every so often when they were drinking, they thought I was like the best looking guy in the world. But then you got to remember there's people like that. And there's some people you got to consider as source, depending on what they, you know, sometimes people think you're the greatest looking guy in the world when you're nice to them. And things like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a bad looking guy. I've been told I'm handsome and stuff like that. I realize that. But what I'm saying is, I'm able to accept the imperfections I had. There were because there were many. There were many imperfections, not one glaringly so. Not like you know, poor people have that, and they have certain deformities, and they deal with them. Um, and they deal with them. Those people have great characters, generally. People that deal with their their problems and have and how they interact with people out there. Now, get on the flip side when someone's perfe- perfect. Think of those. Think of those actresses. Think of Melanie Griffith. Put that in there. Or Meg Ryan. Or Michelle Pfeiffer. And there was just people you look at and you say, oh my God, look at that picture. And they do this close-up and they just... Or these... these uh, they just depend on their looks. I mean, they're supermodels. They were all looks. Generally, all looks. I mean, some obviously they have other things going for them. They have to. They're they're human being. It's not like they're a robot. They have to be able to do something else. 
they they generally someone have they have other skills, but they usually when they're so good looking, they don't have a tendency to look and say, "Hey, you know, that person actually makes a very good omelet. They're good at making omelets." No, no. Just remember that she had a perfect body and perfect face. So when they start getting older, they start grasping at the straws, the things that they were known for. And if you didn't have a healthy conceit, a self-conceit, and you thought that was pretty much your calling card, was the looks. And they start when they start fading, that's when you see the people get those go more and more out in these outliers with cosmetic surgery and one on top of the other. I never, I mean, I did. I messed around with uh, just for men hair coloring one time. I did the beard thing. And then I realized with the hair coloring stuff, like if you do that, you're going to always have to do it. And I looked at these other guys with really dark hair and it's, you know, once you committed to that, it's like telling somebody, you know, yeah, I'm a great golfer to go back. And you go, oh, I'm a great golfer, great golfer, great golfer. And you never went on the golf course, and all of a sudden you're hitting a ball, and you're doing shit like I do, hitting a ball, and go straight up, and you're looking for it. You think you're not, hit it downrange, and it hits you on the head. That's the fucking thing I have to go through. So, um, I was blessed with an, an acceptance of how I was. So that, that was not, I guess... They're used to telling people that when, because every time I went into surgery, they come out saying, this is the amount of scar. We're going to try to hire this scar, blah, 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 blah. And I go, listen, when I grew up, I thought the, when I was a kid, I thought one of the coolest guys in the world was Moshe Dayan. He was this um, Israeli general, their, uh, their commanding general, and he was a war hero. But he also, Moshe Dayan, had this eye patch. And Moshe Dayan was not, <clears throat> excuse me, was not a handsome man. But his first his name was Moshe Dayan. He was an Israeli war hero. wasn't very good looking, but he had an eye patch. Being a war, and put those things together, one of the fucking coolest guys in the world. I mean, whenever they have, they, were, they ever have a bad guy. Sometimes they put an eye patch on him, or they're a good guy with an eye patch. You know, just give him a little edge. You know, he had the scar, battle scars, and shit like that. The coolest thing. I think, you know, scars actually create character. So, I mean, look at uh, Seal. Seal never, I mean, he may have had plastic surgery or something like that, but he had those, um, I don't know if those polio scars or whatever, uh, or pox. He had pox scars on the side of his face. Or it could have been the things they did in his country. It was like a, a facial tattoo. I'm not sure. I'm sure it's something from a medical condition. But it didn't stop him. There's tons of people who do that. So when it comes to, if you're not set for perfection, if you always had to kind of work at stuff and try to take care of it, you're not that off-put. You don't feel like, you know, if oh, I got this face and your face starts getting you start getting dark circles and shit like that. And then you get the sag under the chin. And you go, oh shit, you know. So it's, it's a hard break from that for some people. 
you can tell some of the guys, you know, some some actors when they get, they say they get better looking as they get older, a little rougher, stuff like that. So for, I mean, that works for women too. Women, I mean, it's just I'm not saying they get rougher and stuff like that, but some women just maintain a grace about them as they get older, and you still see it. And they don't get as conceited, and but there's other ones. They're going to be fine. So the next couple of years, we're going to see that with the longevity institutes and human growth hormone and plastic surgery. There's going to be some leaps and bounds going on there. I told you that in one of this previous shows, there was this uh, woman that used to come in a restaurant, the uh, Encore restaurant, and she was uh, coming. She was a beautiful blonde. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I mean... And uh, came in, and, and but she always wore these very kind of like full, you know, long shirts, uh, uh, shirts that went up to her neck, and all that stuff. And, and I looked at her and said, but something was gave me this idea. I'm looking at this woman; she looked like she was like in her early 40s, right? But then as you looked at her, the rest of her body, she had a body of a, like a really thin 70 year old. And you look at the hands, and they're still not able to really get to the hands yet for people. And you could tell by the hands, and you go, oh, my God, I thought she had a condition. No, she did not. She was a 70-something-year-old lady who had exceptional plastic surgery. But she might as well just had a fucking head transplant. You know what I mean? I'm going to take the head off of this body, put it on this one. That's, that's, I mean, someday there's going to be some, you know, people always said, oh, there's going to be a future where people are going to transplant heads. They're going to steal bodies and they're just going to get the body of a, you know, young, beautiful woman and, you know, get your head fixed up and then put it on there or stick their brain, you know, brain transplant. That's, you know, dystopian future fiction. But people don't always forget that they, we go through these gaps of technology, like, yeah, there was a digital tape, digital tape recorder where they made it, uh, instead of a CD, there was a tape. They used the same format, but they put it on a, on the tape. But then they realized we can record on a CD. So there's these gaps, meaning this technology arises for a short time, the Betamax, the VHS. Then you got MP3, MP4, you know, video storage and all the stuff. They don't really use tape. You store it on a, on a recordable hard hard drive. Or, you know, thumb drive or whatever. There's just brief lapses, this technology. So if you're making medical, like medical ones, they did the, when it came to, let's say the heart, they did the baboon heart, and then they did mechanical heart, and then they, human hearts, right? And now, I mean, it's up in between. They're not doing, I don't think they're doing many baboon hearts or mechanical hearts. They're just doing human hearts. I mean, they'll probably be able to get, eventually, the human hearts, the, the mechanical heart probably get to be pretty good once you make small pumps and everything and they're reliable and they last for 100, 200 years. Who knows, right? Because right now, they're like mufflers, right? You get a hip. You hear these hips, they're good for 15 years, good for 15. Oh, I mean, you're right. What the hell is metal? How could the, how could the bones work for 100 years for some people, but then you get a metal one, a metal and plastic one, and it's good for 15 years? So bones are better. 
I think part of it's the repair and things like that. It's interesting. But I'm saying with the dystopian future thing, they always show like the crazy ideas like, oh, what have people going to, they're just going to take young people's bodies and put their minds in them. Instead of their, you know, the logical conclusion is to start gene therapy. That's eventually what they're probably going to do. Gene therapy. They're going to try to say we want to be able to repair the cells, bring them back to like if this person was 30 years old or something like that. You know, they're going to do that. Whatever the simplest way of doing it, the least invasive, because I don't think there's going to be a lot of people lining up in the beginning. It's just, well, I really want to stay young. So they're going to say they're going to take my brain out of my head and put it in this person's brain. Well, what if that head rejects my brain? Then you're dead. You know, I mean, who knows? The brain transplant. That would be, that's what we should really call this episode, the brain transplant. I think a lot of people, they said, well, you, you know, that person needs a brain transplant. I said, well, you know, who you are is your brain. And they go, what? I said, if you, you're without your brain, I mean, people say you have your whole, your, your neural system, your whole feeling, your whole extensive nerve, nervous system is you and your body's you. Meaning, what the essence of you, like if they took someone and put them inside a computer, you can just hear them, they can exist. Their thoughts can exist, their thinking can exist, their memories can exist. They said that really wouldn't be that person. You know, because they have a they have a way they move about the world, the way they talk to people, the way they hear things, the way they see things, and it controls the way they act. So, when I say your brain is you, meaning if without your brain, there's your body. That's it. It's just there, and without the brain, it's a dead body, obviously, and then it's eventually it's. Not to be gross, but it's worm food. So, anytime when they talk about things, when they swap brains and stuff like that, I'm like, hey, you know, there's no remnant of that person. If they don't have a brain, they don't really, I hate to say it like that. I know there's whatever your spiritual thing, that's on a different different level, and you can't really prove that medically. But, the brain, the stuff where we know things, the I am, I am who I am. That's your brain. And then, then people say, where's your mind? Well, your brain is heavily influenced, you know, it's tied to the mind. The mind could be the whole body. That's that's the thing where you get into the deep discussion about who's the essence of you. What is the essence of you? Is Which part of your brain is you? Is it all your brain? Is it all your brain? Is it all your mind? I mean, all your brain is your mind. And then you have your nervous system and then you have your um, autonomic system. You have all these automatic systems going in your body and your cells and things like that. And that's all you. And it creates who you are. And it creates the mind. So you, you, you react to things. Your memory, your everything is tied to the whole body. Not some part of you inside that just exists without the body. It's hard to think about that, isn't it? Like, you can you, are you without any feelings or any interaction and stuff like that? Are you, are you still 
that person without those other sensations you have. Your speech, your hearing, your smell, your taste. Where you feel cold, warm, achy. I'm telling you, man, I feel worlds different without just that one thing. And my, I'm, I did it. I'm pointing my neck. I got a tiny little thing there now. I mean, I look as normal as I get. As fucking normal as I get. Uh, I'm pretty close to that. You know, I got the little thing maybe. I had a little rough. Maybe I could tell someone I got in a little knife fight with someone. You know. And they almost got me. But I made it. And they go, oh, okay. Or you can just say, hey, I had a tumor taken off my parotid. Well, that's enough of that. Like I said, we're not going to talk about that anymore. I'd like to thank you for listening today. I'd like to thank again for Dr. Shell handling everything and um, taking care of this, taking care of me. I'd like to thank all my friends who helped me get to this point. My friends down here to, in Key Largo, outside Philly, all around the country, all around the world. Thank you for helping out. Um, I told you I'd make a recovery. I told you I wouldn't interrupt. I told, you know, Baptist Health System did a great job for me. I really appreciate it. I hope to be in the next uh, week to be back at work, slinging drinks, doing more of the stuff I love. This is one of them, doing a podcast. And if you are listening, you can do me a favor, share this podcast with your friends. If you have someone that would be interested in being a sponsor, I'm new to the uh, talk of entertaining sponsors, so we do something in the beginning. Uh, don't try to trap me. I won't try to trap you, okay? And uh, we can get the word out. And you see how you know, how I pitched that. So share this with your friends. This is the Keys Bartender Podcast. You can also find it under Florida Keys Bartender. You can find it almost all your apps. So if someone you talk to somebody and say, well, I don't have Spreaker. Well, you don't have to have speaker. You listen to it on. You can listen to it on Google, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, everything, Podchaser, almost everything out there. You can hear it. There's, and you don't have to pay for it. They don't have to pay for it. And uh, I'll try to get some, you know, things in. Now, um, don't be put off by me not drinking because I am a bartender and I can push your liquor. And I can push it without being someone that is addicted to it. May I tell you how people react to it? I'm not saying a good and bad, positive one. How how they ask for it. What's the most popular items? So, we're going to be doing that. I'm going to be driving that. This is a little experiment. You'll see me come along. And I'll tell you exactly what's going on, folks. I'm not going to keep a secret to it. But I'd like to thank you for listening. I'd like to thank you for caring. Obviously, you care a bit. Um, I'd like to th- thank again my friends in India. Uh, like I said, if you want to send me an email, we'd love to talk to you guys. If I send me an email, I know it's you listening. Right? Or Canada, another country. I love, I care, I mean, you know, I care about you guys. So, I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for sharing. Uh, let's get some more listeners so I can start doing my sponsor thing and let's get to that point where I'm at different places and I would like to start offering you know you know different selections and and weird shit I just like weird shit to happen 
And weird shit happens when you're out there. That's just the way it is. If you're open to it, weird shit will happen to you. Not too much weird shit happens to you when you never go out there. You don't have the opportunity for weird shit to happen. But 2021, we're going to get some more weird shit. It's be good weird shit, but some weird shit. I'd like to thank you for listening again. And this is Jim signing off.